five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Pwn Podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Alex at Omnistrife, joined virtually by Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. And one week after giving me a scolding for missing a show, not in attendance today, is Chris at Lightforce. At vacation, I should say? I don't know. Um, should we start a tally of missed shows? What do you think, Jordan? Uh, we could do that. I mean, I might be sorely behind you guys, given uh, you had, you know, what, 100 plus episodes before I joined. But um, we just start my <laughs> those have to count. <laughs> we should have like a system like like at one point <laughs> I will actually pass Sam. So maybe that counts for something. <laughs> oh, yeah, you might. I mean, what was the ad like? Oh, I don't two know. Seasons? I have no idea, but maybe mm-hmm. one and a half. It's good. It's a good thing to to check out and, and go back to the episodes. I wish That's I had great. time. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Because we've got plenty of news all the time. Also, the same case for today. Um, we've got games to talk about. We got two Canadian wins, one loss. But hey, even that's awesome. Because guess what? In two weeks, we've got the first Canadian homestand and the summer showdown going down in Toronto. And we want both teams to be there, of course. Toronto will be there. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Vancouver, probably. Yeah. Still have a good shot. And we'll talk about this and more soon. You know what? Soon, soon I think can be now. Let's just get to pushing that payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So the Titans were the first to actually play this weekend amongst the Canadian teams. And they had uh, quite quite the battle. Um, any thoughts before we go down into analyzing this uh, thriller with the Justice? Um, I mean, overall overall impressions, Titans served us well. Um, I think really kind of seems like things are coming together for this team in a lot of ways. Um, I also find this, this meta to be very interesting. Obviously, we know there's been a lot of controversy mm. around it with, uh, with the Jotes meta <laughs> being, you know, the prevalent meta. Yes. Um, but the it's, new punching yeah, bag, it's right? almost seeming like, I don't know, it's such a shakeup that it's kind of interesting that this is where we're at. And we are seeing teams like, you know, Washington Justice, who had been a previously pretty middle of the pack team along with the Toronto Defiant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, kind of, creeping their way up to the top and then a team like the vancouver titans who we all know have been struggling 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 uh also you know sitting Mm -hmm. currently in fifth overall so it's it's been it's been exciting to see to say the least yeah pretty pretty good i mean justice i'd say are probably well outside of the game that we lost to to, that that we saw Mm -hmm. uh, with toronto uh, outside of the wins that uh, that vancouver uh, were able to achieve is probably the most impressive Especially considering how it was a game five, uh, a map five win coming from yeah. behind, and and we all know how our Titans handled their past map fives when they were in it, and then kind of dropped the ball there. Uh, interesting note for me: I was actually on a drive. I I was listening <laughs> to to the game. I did rewatch the highlights and then skim through it, but it was quite an experience, you know. And that the, the you could follow it, 
but there was one condition that unfortunately wasn't oh. met uh, at the first map. They did not tell what map oh, it really? was. So yeah, they <laughs> usually hilarious. do, and when they do, it's really it's really easy yeah, to course. visualize. Like when when Midtown was happening. Yeah. I was able to like visualize where they are. Well, they're mm-hmm. under the bridge. I know which r- bridge they're referring to. But but man, Ilios was That's a mystery so until I came <laughs> came back home, and it was a little hard to You're follow. Like, okay, to, to they're, they're playing like, around so. a pillar. What is what maps have pillars? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which exactly. one? Which one? There's plenty of That's pillars hilarious. out there. They're like, oh, yeah. you got booped. Uh, yeah, so casters, if you're out there, some people might be listening in. Uh, just okay. make sure to at least name those maps. So, yeah, with Lighthouse, um, we can just start talking about it. King and Aspire, they just started farming. Mm-hmm. I thought it was reminiscent of the game versus Paris, yeah. even. Uh, even the casters agree. Like, this this is mm-hmm. totally one-sided. And then something happened. Um, and, and, you know, Washington were able to... to bounce back somehow and like you said this meta has some weird quirks about it and and this is something uh, this is one of them um they you if you if you mm-hmm. lose control at some point you you might lose it mm-hmm. all the way to the end so no advantage yeah, I think, is yeah enough. i think it was it was on this first round you know titans came out strong uh like you say they got the first cap and it really was like okay now they just hold it and they held it right to 99 before Washington flipped it. And uh, then Washington winds up getting the point. And it very much was like, okay, so that's how this is going to be. You know, just like there's yeah. there's no more back and forth than a 99 to 99 when one team gets it all <laughs> the way and then the other team gets it all the way. So, yeah, especially that like I'd say the start from the Titans was a bit oh, yeah. more impressive and like aggressive. And then the, 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 the justice kind of turned it into a... a trench warfare almost sort of a, a mm. sort of affair and it, it it seemed odd but then in ruins i'd say it kind of started off well for the titans but then again like assassin wow that guy is yeah. pretty good who i remember happy right <laughs> he used to play uh dps mm-hmm. next to uh um decay and now that decay is on on the hit scan this mm-hmm. guy can just sorry for the pun assassinate <laughs> a lot yeah, there, there were a lot of pretty stellar players, uh, you know, three, four Ks from Assassin throughout this series, for sure. Right. King, for example, well, for comparison's sake, wasn't really uh, that hot during this uh, uh, map. Ilios in its entirety, really, outside of, like, the first mm-hmm. cleanups on, on the maps. Especially also, I'd like to mention Aspire, who was kind of away, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit quiet to begin the match. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, one zero for the justice. Uh, any other comments about Elias? I think we kind of yeah, I think good covered how this meta works. Uh, and then finally, you get you know the 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 more um, how should I say standardized map mm-hmm. in Midtown. We know that King of the Hill is not always a good predictor for how the the entire mm-hmm. match is going to go. And and Titans get to push first, and they push pr- pretty hard. Uh, also with Aspire waking up. What do you thought about their, um, you know, bounce back in mid down? Um, I mean, I think you, you hit on two things that kind of, uh, kind of sum it up pretty well. The first one being, you know, these more traditional map types, um, where you're not doing the kind of King of the Hill style, uh, capture point. Like, I mean, not capture point cause that'd be two CP, but anyways, um, you know, just, I think they seemed to do well, uh, having sort of almost more room to work 
and that kind of thing, as we typically see with these hybrid maps where, you know, you're, you're escorting the cart down a, down a certain path kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, the other thing is Aspire seeming like he kind of woke up on this map, you know? Um, and it's not to say that, you know, they were asleep at the wheel in the first round. Obviously they did get it close. I think it both right. rounds and Ilios wound up 99, 99. Um, but this is where, you know, you really kind of saw Aspire starting to work, um, clicking heads and things right. like that. And, uh, everything was going really well for the Titans, honestly, um, through most of the map, um, you know, right. not a, not necessarily a, a role or anything like that, but I think most people would have said that Titans were, were the better team and they work their way into yeah. station, you know, stop me if you want to break down anything else, but they kind of work their way into station. And, and that seems to be. Um, where they kind of stumbled a little bit. And I think we've seen that with a lot of teams. Once you get into that indoor mm-hmm. corridor, and especially that last kind of one-two turn, um, that's where a lot of teams get stopped and they aren't able to complete the map. And that's just what happened to the Titans. Yeah, it's like one of those maps, um, sort of like yeah. Havana, where, where just getting a checkpoint suddenly flips the dynamic mm-hmm. on its head. Uh, maybe it makes sense to even switch things up, but right now everybody's so uh, careful not to get out of the meta itself. Maybe, maybe it's, we're not there yet. If, if we'll ever get there. Yeah. They had like four minutes going into, uh, um, the station mm-hmm. and it looked like here's, here's the stomp, yeah. right. And never came. They never had the, that follow through yeah. punch to, to bring them down. So you think, oh no, is it going to be another one, another affair where, Titans start strong and then they slow down and then, you know, the justice bounce back. Um, but I'd say in defense, Titans played even yeah. better. Like Aspire kept on the pressure on the sojourn. There was a lot of aggro defense that mm-hmm. I really like seeing, um, you know, spawn camps or things that happen a lot in this meta. And, and outside of Decay, just, you know, <laughs> going bonkers on one push. Uh, Washington kind of seemed like the, the weaker team this yeah, time Yeah, there's, there's definitely an element of, again, just, I think giving, giving, uh, someone like Aspire that much more room to work. Um, I think he, he yeah. somehow manages a lot of the time to find those picks. And I mean, someone like Decay, obviously we know is very good at that as well, but I think it was really, uh, you know, just getting those one-offs on Krillin a lot of the time, um, occasionally Assassin. Um, and really just kind of bringing down those defenses. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they actually got it almost down to the wire where Washington didn't even cap. Um, but then just decay came out with right. you know, the decay carry. And uh, yeah, it was last, last exactly, dire attempt. Exactly. For sure. I think it was, it was like seconds before the, it went into overtime um, and decay just kind of popped off. So they, they capped the point. Um, but really at that point, I mean, you're already down to, usually, you know, two minutes or less in terms of escort, uh, in terms of that phase. So it, from there, you know, it was definitely going to be a struggle no matter what for Washington and, mm-hmm. you know, a few, a uh, few good fight wins and and that's that, right? Yeah. I, I also noticed that like in this meta, the clock is one mm-hmm. of your biggest enemies and, and that's why people always teams try to spawn mm-hmm. camp and get as much, you know, time off that clock yeah. as they can. And I think this is where Titans really won. This is in the clock uh, uh, department, even though they weren't able to push it all the way to, you mm-hmm. know, third, um, they were able to just use time pressure and slow mm-hmm. them under the bridge. Uh, on, the, on the note of Aspire, did you see that? Uh, somebody posted on, on competitive Overwatch today. Well, not today, sorry, but I saw that today that 
He actually leads three major categories oh, really? on Sojourn uh, in the Summer Showdown uh, qualifiers. Hero damage, final blows, and railgun ki- wow. kills, which is pretty impressive. Overclock is third. Deaths is the fewest deaths. He's like third hmm. fewest. So that's really super good. impressive yeah. stats. That's there. awesome. I wonder what he would do. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, how he would do on a team like Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> but and I mean, in in all seriousness, Oof. I mean, we saw this team take Toronto to five, right? Granted, that was one of was right. that the first match, uh, both teams' first match this season. Yes, it was this tournament. Yeah, and, and Toronto kind of looks yeah. like one of the most. You know, I think I think Toronto's kind of really tightened a lot of the screws, so and I think Toronto's, you know, Toronto's lowest was already higher than than Vancouver was, so they kind of were starting ahead of Vancouver. Sure, in a lot of ways. Um, but I think now, now that the team has had a little more time and, you know, built up a little bit of confidence, probably, um, you know, that that 3-2 win that Toronto got could easily be 3-2 in favor of Vancouver any day, right? Yeah, yeah. it was pretty yeah. close. That's true. So uh, moving along, Junkertown was the third map. Of course, it's 1-1 now. I don't think I mentioned this. And this is where things didn't work out quite well for this the is, Titans. This is where everything I said about the team having room to work just goes out the window and <laughs> apparently was all invalid, right? Exactly. One of the most open um, maps to start. Nothing ex- <laughs> no. Nothing worked for them this time. Like, they started on defense, the spawn camp disposed mm-hmm. off pretty quickly, uh, and, and it seemed like they were always on, on you know, back healing their way and lost fights going into the first checkpoint and DK was just like chasing mm-hmm. them down and the cart never truly stopped. No. I think this is where I was a little bit yeah. concerned. Yeah. Um, I thought, Oh, here we go. This is, this does not feel mm-hmm. good at all. From the first fight when it, it quickly, uh, Washington gained momentum and Junkertown is, right. you know, in a lot of ways, notorious for that. Like both teams have a pretty decent March from spawn to get back to that, you know, outer, outer city sure. area. Um, obviously it favors the attacking team a little bit. Um, so when, when that spawn camp doesn't work, when, you know, your entire team gets wiped and pretty, pretty, um, sort of in consecutive order so that, you know, the whole team is running back at the same time and you don't have a chance to oppose that cart push. Once you get to the city limits, like Mm -hmm. the, the map changes pretty significantly. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. It didn't look you know, you know, I used this uh, term before. Uh, um, video game body <laughs> language. <laughs> you could see the Titans collectively mm-hmm. were uh, not very proactive and and just try to 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 get a grip that never was never <laughs> gotten yeah. by them at any point. And if you ever wondered how a good spawn camp looks on this map, uh, Washington Justice were. Uh, soon there to show you how how it's done, and they you know they took a lot of mm-hmm. time off the clock for for the Titans, and, and Titans finally got out of the spawn. They they used a lot mm-hmm. of ults, I think, uh, but they didn't have a lot of time to, yeah. to work with. And you know Washington just goes in, wins a fight, and it's a bad loss at this point. Like match point for Washington, you you come off this map that you cannot even get the first checkpoint, barely got mm-hmm. out of the spawn camp. What were your thoughts going into uh, the next map? What was the next map? The ne- next map was New Queen Street. Uh, New yeah. Queen Street. Um, yeah. And New Queen Street, I mean, 
traditionally, I, I feel like I think of New Queen Street and I do think of the success that a team like Toronto has had on that map. Um, I mean, I probably don't really mm-hmm. think of Vancouver having much success on any map in general, but I certainly did not expect um, great things. And obviously, like you say, you know, being on match point, being, being the team down and now facing uh, the upward climb, especially on push just is not a position you want to be in, right? Push is such a, such a, an interesting game mode in that you lose a couple consecutive fights. And I mean, like everyone talks about, right. It just snowballs. Um, And so it, it very much is okay. If Vancouver comes out and they're even a little bit nervous and they lose two fights in a row and suddenly two fights becomes three and then four, and then there's a butt scratch and then five. And you know, it just, it quickly goes downhill. Um, So I was, I was pretty worried coming into this one, um, especially again. I mean, I've, I've said before, I'm not a fan of Washington as a as an organization, um, and I just want want wanted Vancouver to get the win over them, right? Um, Shots right. fired. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Titans always looks like having difficulties with with these weird mm-hmm. map types, like with King of the Hill. But but Bush is you you said it. It's even weird. And, weirder mm-hmm. than that i'd say just because of the lack of experience but i do recall that titans uh played they beat toronto oh, okay. on this map if i if i remember yeah, just, I just in right. their matchup of course toronto does have a, a little bit of a, of a of an advantage and and at this point they have to Definitely. claim this map right they, they yeah. have no other choice and if they want to still have the momentum going forward and come to Toronto for the summer showdown. They have to do this. So they start out strong with a nice initial push and a little bit of a better resource management. I think Washington threw alts a little bit too Mm -hmm. quickly, especially support alts. And and then Titans just to return the favor, uh, blunder some alts (laughs) of their own. And I got nervous again because, Oh, here we go. The, 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 the swing Mm -hmm. tilts the other way, but Titans, uh, bounce back and they they built this solid lead actually they they almost get to washington mm-hmm. spawn in overtime and i think uh, king gets both healers with a blade but assassin again saves it uh for um washington but then you know it's overtime and it's only a matter of time uh until titans hopefully get the justice off of them off of the yeah. the cart and luckily there's a character with the name mm-hmm. of lucio can just whiz around and, mm-hmm. and boop away and it's map right. five and you, you this is this is the the moment that every titans fan dreads the most <laughs> waiting for the scene <laughs> say, going into a, yeah busan doesn't matter if it's busan doesn't matter if it's uh you know uh Li what Zhang else do we have uh Lijiang Tower. We we've had a good blunder on uh, Oasis. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's it's our Achilles yeah. heel. But they start off in Shrine, and it looks like Titans are trying to build off of existing momentum mm-hmm. from the previous map, and they do. Um, Justice don't look quite as sharp. Uh, didn't have much to say about this particular map. What were your thoughts on? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you're. You're pretty right there. Um, the The start was definitely in favor of the Titans. Um, 
you know, uh, Masa building his ult a little quicker than I think Opener was able to. Um, on the other side, Decay building a little quicker than maybe Aspire was able to. But overall, like things mm-hmm. started pretty even, but Vancouver had the first cap, so they built right. a little bit of a lead. Um, after that, as things went on, you know, in round one, it, it was pretty back and forth um, with Vancouver eventually taking it, getting the lead. And I think it was a lot, of, in a lot of ways, Vancouver's sort of more aggressive play um there's you know towards the end of of round one they really pushed up and and not spawn camped by any means but they pushed up onto that kind of raised ledge on uh, washington's side just to like you know exactly like you were saying just to try and wind down the clock a little bit further and hold them off a little bit more from getting that touch um washington was able to break through and and they do touch extending out the overtime a little bit more but I think it was really that that sort of aggressive team play, um, you know, because because that play doesn't work if it's one or two people being aggressive, right? You really need the whole team to buy in, um, especially in a meta where you have two healers that are doing, you know, for all intents and purposes, mostly AOE healing, right? Um, you really need yeah. coordination to pull that off. Almost three yeah, healers. Yeah, absolutely. Junk, and right? all of them are doing, you know, area of effect where it's, you have to be in proximity um, with the exception of, you know, Briggs little throw. Um, but, but yeah, like I say, you know, you just, you got to be coordinated to pull that off and, and it worked out for them. And then they're up one going into round two. Yeah. Here's a tip for all, you know, Overwatch League pros or, or teams who go into map five, please, if you're up by one, just end it with a second <laughs> map. They seem to never do it. Never, ever. It's like there's a script and every time you, you win the first and it's a map five, you always lose the second always second map. What's up with that? And, and it looked like Vancouver wanted to put an end to this and they were well ahead on their way to yeah. doing just that. But Assassin would be like, you know, he pulls out his blade. He's like, you forgot the, you know, you forgot the <laughs> script. You well, can't and, win this yet. To that point, like <laughs> Vancouver took it to 99 again. It really is just like a, a yeah. you know, a, a finishing thing for them. Like they get it to 99 and then Washington wins a fight and then Washington builds it up and suddenly Washington has the point and now it's 1-1 and we're going the distance, right? Oh, can you imagine the pressure? No, That's definitely like palm sweaty, <laughs> mom right. spaghetti type of moment. That's right. <laughs> uh, city center. Um, this was scary. <laughs> Washington had the advantage like yeah. most of the map. Yeah. I I was already, you know, expecting, you know, the 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 collapse, but but Aztec, I I'd say and, and King, just just to mention, I, I think we didn't speak about him enough. Uh the guy, the guy's mm-hmm. been playing really really well. He's he's going up there, you know, against Overwatch League uh, pros uh, game after the game and he, he outside of you know some of the blunders he had uh in the first uh match which are expected you know mm-hmm. you get the butterflies mm-hmm. and then you do the the stupid stuff the stu- um he looked <laughs> you, you sometimes do the stupid stuff like trust me i play overwatch <laughs> i do uh much of of the stupid stuff uh but yeah he looked really good here yeah and uh um yeah car- carried this map I, i'd say all the way yeah, to the end it was um like you say, it, it looked pretty in favor of Washington for a while there. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think that that King definitely showed his strength. Um, Washington really, 
you know, to their credit, Assassin was doing very well. Um, I, I honestly, when I look at the two teams, I, I struggle to say, you know, where, where necessarily Vancouver really edges out Washington. Um, and you know, if we look Mm. at further matches in the weekend, um, they're, they're two relatively evenly matched teams. I think, you know, they, um, they're both showing their strength and, and for a, for a Washington team, who's, you know, been through the ringer lately, having lost a number of players in the organization, kind of, you know, air quotes in terminal, uh, in turmoil, sorry, not terminal. Um, it kind of it, <laughs> but I can yeah, see you why you used that. It almost works <laughs> too. But you can you can really kind of understand. Uh, you know, their mental. It, it's going to be challenging for them to be going into any game, especially against the you know previously worst team in the league. Um, right. Granted, I don't think they would have expected this win because Vancouver has been on a hot streak and doing well. Um, I think sure. this one was a possibility for Washington. Right, they were going in with a. You know, if, yeah. if every game is a must win, then this was a definite must win. Uh, yeah. And obviously Vancouver comes out on top um, with a, with a must win for them, right? If they want to stay alive. So. Sure. I think the teams are now after the, the weekend is over uh, standing at like three and two. Both I'm looking at the so, standings right now. Washington is in fourth with three and two. Vancouver is in fifth with three and two. The only difference mm-hmm. is Washington has two more maps map, than Vancouver. Maps. So yeah, it's a pretty, yeah. a pretty good assessment that is reflected on, on yeah. the standings as well. So uh, that with that game out of the way, Vancouver still has one more uh, match. It didn't go that well for them. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to there uh, right after this next match, where the Defiant trying to you know this map match. If they win it, they can clinch the Summer Showdown, despite the naysayers and the haters who, who predicted the doom and gloom for the Defiant being you know uh, missing out on their own mm-hmm. uh, uh, event. They, they they look pretty good this far, uh, um, thus far in, in the stage. And to make the segue again from from the Washington match, I, I can mention the fact that Mag oh, yeah. is, is on the Boston roster coming over. And, and yeah, um, this game wasn't as exciting. <laughs> I'd say the other two games that we're, we're just going to cover now aren't as exciting as the one we yeah. just saw between the one we just discussed between the Titans and um Vancouver coming into this I I say it's fair that we neither of us expected uh, um Defiant to have any difficulties uh with beating the Boston yeah, that's Uprising. Right. I I predicted a 3-0 for the Toronto Defiant in this match and for once I finally got full points um I was correct in that <laughs> I actually had a few yes. decent picks or, or accurate picks nice, although I think nice. the ones that I did get full points were pretty uh pretty one-sided and I think most people probably got full points if they were being realistic about it hmm. so um I wonder <laughs> Uh, yeah, I also predicted yeah. three yeah. and zero. Okay, I, uh, we'll talk about the Pickhams a bit right. later. I uh, I definitely was interested to see Boston. Um, at no point did I think they would win. They, you know, they, they yeah, they had a few good plays, and there are a few moments where you know Mag sure. was looking really good with the team. Um, Victoria and Valentine uh, definitely occasionally show off their strength, um, but I think they were yeah. honestly like they're just outmatched with against a team like Toronto in this meta. 
Yeah, not much to talk about. I think we can just <laughs> yeah. go quickly through it. Oasis is a great example. City, they started with Center and Hisu. You know, he went on the Ash and, and although also was playing out of his mind, it was a quick 1-0. I think Boston didn't really win a map or win a, map, win a fight, but even if they did, it didn't leave a mark enough on me to, to mention it in, in the notes. Uh, in university, though, that's where probably Boston had their best stretch. I think they started out strong with, yep. with Valentine and they get the, the got the cap. Defiant actually were able to cap for the first time when Boston had a 92% yeah. capture on it. And But then, like we mentioned, uh, similarly to, you know, Ilios in the past match that we covered, this meta doesn't really, doesn't really you know, get you the guaranteed win even if you have above uh, 90% cap. And then Defiant stomp their ground and they go all the way up to 99 and 99. And, um, but Boston, they, I was actually quite impressed that despite the comeback from the Defiant, they were able to, to push it through. Faith was playing really well, I think, in this uh, particular uh, map. Were you at all concerned about this uh, result at um, this point? I wouldn't say I was concerned. Um, it, it honestly felt a little more like, uh, like Toronto. You know, they made one or two obvious mistakes that they they shouldn't have. They pushed, you know, a little too hard, or one person stepped out a little too far, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. got picked. And Boston was able to capitalize on it, right? Um, I wouldn't say I was worried at, at any real point. Um, Mag seems to be doing well with the team. Um, yeah. And I, I do wonder if, you know, they're, they're, tr- they're taking this as time to sort of build rapport with him, integrate him into the team. Sure. Um, I said the same thing, I believe. I think last weekend uh, they played... Did they play someone else this past weekend? No, they, this was their only match this weekend. I think the weekend prior, they played maybe mm. San Francisco or Glads or something like that. Um, and it was very much a, simil- a similar Tough kind schedule, of story <laughs> where I, I saw online a yeah. lot of people saying, why are they playing Mag? Why are they playing Mag? Punk, is, Punk has been great for the team, and we know he's uh, a, a great player. Um, and we know he can play the Junker Queen well as well. Um, and I saw a lot of people saying, why Mag? Why Mag? And I was very much like, guys, realistically, punk plays or not, they're probably not going to win against some of these top teams. You may as well take yeah. this time, be realistic about what's going to happen, take this time, and work with the new player to integrate him into your team, right? And I think that's exactly what they're kind of doing right now. Hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But to you know, preview or tease uh, another news piece, uh, those fans might be getting a little bit of a shakeup uh, soon. And Mag, right, he had a good bounce back on Gardens. He had a couple of good plays there, but they weren't enough. Although, and he soon got mad and Defiant decided to uh, uh, get the win. <laughs> yeah, I did say decided. It wasn't clean, but it was good enough to show that it was never at you know, yeah. a risk of, of going yeah. the other way. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. It, it and, wasn't clean. It wasn't as dominant yeah. as you'd like it to be. Um, but it also wasn't wasn't scary where you felt threatened that, you know, Defiant were going to yes. lose the match. So Some yep. games be like that. <laughs> but this wasn't one of them. 
Um, Hollywood, again, Toronto on attack, starting up pretty strong. They cap and they push towards second. Boston, they had an, an interesting attempt when they went on the high ground and, and you know, tried to slow down uh, the progress of the carts. Uh, and they finally did catch a break, but I'd say it took them a while. They, they tossed a bunch of ults to, to stopping Toronto with a beat and the blade combo. Uh, Faith, again, I think he's kind of an underrated, unsung uh, player in this league. I guess a lot of uh, mm-hmm. main supports are. But you know who's not an unsung hero? I think Chirong. <laughs> he's <laughs> getting his credit. Getting the respect he deserves. Yeah, so he kind of helps the card to get second. And the push slows down as it often does. Oh, this is a very good uh, uh, comparison to what we see in Midtown. Right, a very mm-hmm. similar situation where the last push yeah. goes into yep. this very tight yep. indoors corner, and we see this a lot, I'd say, in, in that uh, final stretch in Hollywood. And and you know, Valentine and his buddies they kind of make it hard, yeah. <laughs> but but Toronto gets third in yeah. overtime. I think on on defense, thing kind of panned out worse. <laughs> for Boston. <laughs> I mean, their start was good, right? On on defense for Toronto, Mag and Valentine, they, they refuse to go without a fight. They get the early push on the cart. But this is how you utilize the high ground. This was, was ooh, brutal, brutal hold. Uh, uh, and, and I think, pr- they, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Uprising were able to even get it out of that early street phase. I think they had five minutes or so and nothing yeah. was working. No, it's, uh, they, they got it about, I think halfway ish, uh, down that kind of, you know, in front of the, the saloon kind of thing. Um, right. But it, it was very much like Boston, you get the feeling they they were just banging their heads, right? They were, they were trying to figure out, they were trying to, you know, okay, we'll rotate around to this high ground, you know, that opposes the uh, the saloon. Okay, we'll go down the path. Okay, we'll come through the back door. Um, and it was just like nothing they were trying uh, was working because Toronto seemed to be pretty coordinated. Um, mm-hmm. They seemed to be doing a really good job of of shutting them down and, and reading the plays that Boston was making in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think this map in particular was... Uh, an unspoken statement yeah. from the Defiant that, like, you thought this match was close. Yeah. Maybe you thought that you had a chance in, in, you know, during your Oasis, but that's it. That's that's who we are, and you're not even close, and we're gonna beat yeah. you three <laughs> zero. That's kind of like how it, it felt, was the uh, uh, it was the Toronto. the statement that we wanted to see in the first map. For sure, for sure, and definitely. Generally speaking, from Toronto, many many times before, where they didn't have that final, you know, oomph to their blows, but maybe this one uh, did feel. And still, I, I wouldn't expect uh, them not to be the team like uh, Boston at this stage, but they still credit needs to be given. Even if you win the the matches that you're expected mm-hmm. to win, you know, if you do them, if you do it well, yeah, why not give the, that credit where, yeah, where when it's due, right? And yeah, going into Circuit Royale, um, or Circuit Royal, I should say, um, they had a pesky hold to start, Boston did. Toronto had like half a minute to go and finally pushed through the initial corner. They, yeah. they seemed, um, to struggle a little bit, but 
I'd say at this point, like Hadba, he started to show up really aggressively. I think he feels still at home in, on this map because he played a, a bunch of yeah, Sigma here on, <laughs> during the last stage. So he felt right at home. So they go off and, and get the second, third as well. Hisu was doing most of the work this time. Boston, they got their mojo back. And I, I'm like a broken record. Once you get to that mm-hmm. final stretch into the indoors area, like things slow down a little bit. And, and they were able to maybe show signs of life. And, and they prevented Toronto from well, getting third. And I mean, so I've, I've actually got the match on right now. I'm just kind of letting it play at two and a half speed. Mm. And to Boston's credit, like they held Toronto a number of times. Like you said, at the at the beginning there, they had a good hold. They got them down to two minutes before they made any real progress. Then they get to that first kind of corner bend and they're already down to a minute 30, sure. like you said. Um, and then Valentine pops off and gets a number of kills and it got real close at one point there. Um, just sort of at the, the, uh, the base of the hill there where you come around the corner and then go up the hill. Um, mm. It actually got really close and looked pretty dicey. Um, and I think it was largely on the back of, of uh, Valentine and Victoria really popping off um, and taking advantage of, uh, of their ults. Um, Valentine chopping a few people up for sure, getting, getting the picks so that, you know, when, when you're down to two or three people left on your team, you know, you're, you, the fight is essentially over. Right? Yeah. So, um, but ultimately like Boston just, not able to to finish things off um after that and because of that a team like toronto you know if you do leave one or two of them standing then they're gonna make some progress and that's exactly what they did like this whole map they don't have a ton of time on the time bank um but you know two minutes going into the third phase all you really need is one good push and and you can get it pretty far there and that's exactly what they did right and yeah, like in this meta, like nothing might not be happening uh, for a while until mm-hmm. the angry uh, robot ninja comes with a big sword and, and starts making salad uh, <laughs> uh, out of your players. And yeah, I, I think they didn't necessarily have a shot here at winning and kind of like what we saw in previous matches. Uh, Toronto came out to just finish it off. Uh, there was a lengthy, effective yeah. spawn camp here. Got the clock down to you know one minute before Boston actually won a fight and got any progress and and Hadba kind of <laughs> helped them out, <laughs> fooling around, doing weird uh, rampages and and gifting them second. Is yeah. how I phrased it. And he fell uh, in the next fight first as well. Uh, but Toronto Clutches finally get things together and 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 clutches it well yeah, clutches is a strong word but maybe you know get gets their act together and and decides to put an yeah. end to this um they want to go go and rest a little bit maybe and uh that's it they they finish off their their weekend just one match and and mm-hmm. they clinch um boston they looked fine but you know twilight always looks good and and Hadba at some points looked good. Hisu and and Aldo also looked pretty great in this map. And ultimately, Boston were a little bit outclassed yeah. in this, I'd say. So Toronto will go Ooh. to Toronto and and uh, play in the LAN event in the summer showdown. What, what do you think uh, uh, their thought well, is like after such a? I I victory? can only imagine. <laughs> the the pressure that they must have had from 
you know, from the organization, from, the relief from Adam now, Adam, right? sitting there, you know, behind all the players, breathing down their neck. Like, oh, while they play, is like sitting you there. Guys don't make this tournament. <laughs> we will be the laughing stock. Um, because, I mean, and I mean, hey, like, obviously, we have a relationship with Adam, and and he's conveyed to us like they pushed really hard to get this uh, this tournament in Toronto. You know, they are obviously building a yeah. organization that's much larger than just the Overwatch League. But the Overwatch League is a sort of core pillar of uh, what they're building. And they really mm-hmm. want to showcase um, Canadian esports. Um, and obviously having one of the the four major tournaments of uh, the Overwatch League's fifth season, the first season on Overwatch 2, um, of course, is a huge deal. And they want to uh, they want to show up and... Thank goodness for this meta, because were it not for this meta, it would be a little bit dicier. I don't know that they'd be sitting at a four and one record with their only loss to the Dallas Fuel, who are probably one of the few teams who can beat them in this meta consistently. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, right now the standings are San Francisco in first, Dallas in second, Toronto in third, uh, strictly for the summer showdown qualifiers. And I think that's a pretty accurate reflection of where the teams are um if mm-hmm. if and when i'll argue when dallas and toronto face off in the in the summer showdown tournament it's gonna be a nail biter for any toronto fans out there i think dallas fans have every for right sure. to be confident going into that match so yeah, we'll talk a little bit more yep. about the event, uh, the type of crowd we're expecting to see probably, and that might give Toronto True. a little bit of a mm-hmm. of a boost. We've seen that happen before, um, but a great you know a great victory and a great achievement for both the organization Absolutely. and the team. And yeah, and and before we get to to talking about that event, there was one more uh, Canadian team. Out oh. and about uh, playing a match against uh, the was Houston Outlaws. I, I don't recall that match. Uh, yeah, it's a O three. Let's just... let's let's move on. <laughs> hmm, is this the same Houston Outlaws that got reverse swept by mm-hmm. the NYXL? I guess I guess Piggy and Iris were. Were they still on the maybe? team when when that happened? They must have been. Hey, I. Uh... I think I think that was yeah, what, the it first, was early their first match of the summer showdown, maybe second. Yes. So one of the yeah, first week yeah. for sure. Yeah, so that that would be right then. I uh Iris is now with the Soul Dynasty and uh Piggy Piggy is now sitting in his lazy boy, I guess. Um I don't believe he's playing. Didn't he not soul? No. Iris Iris maybe went not, to Soul no. for creative, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe, wait, am I correct in that? I think that was the trade. It was Iris for creative um, with Soul. But then Piggy, I think Piggy, what has been said publicly is that he he decided to step away from, from Overwatch kind of thing. So he's mm. he wasn't traded or anything. He was released um, kind of thing. So, But if I think Iris and creative were like a direct yes. trade. So I don't, I don't really... Did creative play at all on? I don't believe so. Um, I think they had left. Like is it left? Left. Lep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes, so. left. Yeah. Um, if you want to get the, <laughs> the accurate details, you best listen to the to the Houston Defiant podcast. Uh, I'm sure That's there right. is one out there, uh, but this mm-hmm. is the Titans podcast, and we can uh, 
well, unfortunately, we're going to have to cover the Titans' perspective of this match, which wasn't as great as their previous matches, uh, to say the least. Uh, we'll talk about the general idea or like the general thoughts that we uh, had uh, from this match. But before that, Busan starting off in Shrine game was pretty back and forth at the start. Uh, but the Dante Junker Queen looked mm-hmm. troublesome at the start. It would be a common theme throughout, and we saw that Mirror is a is a pretty decent and competitive Junker Queen. Maybe it's a a fatigue that they came into this game with. We saw how many teams who have to play against two tough opponents sometimes uh, put in more preparation for one of those, the one that they feel more confident that they uh, can actually beat. But I don't know, I'm speculating here. But what I'm trying to get to in this uh, very about the way uh, 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 path is that Titans didn't look <laughs> great. And we, we discussed like the tiers and we said like, yeah, Titans are, are getting up there. Uh, they're getting better and they're right about like the level of, of a justice or, or not where they mm-hmm. used to be before. And in this game, I'd say it's really tough to, to, to take any conclusions out of because you don't really know what's up with the Houston Outlaws at this point and how mm-hmm. good they can be and, and what, where they stand right now. Yeah, it's funny because they're right now at three and two like the Titans with a worse mm-hmm. map record. And, and yet they definitely looked like mm-hmm. the better team. And, and, you know, after Shrine, City Center looked even worse. Uh, Titans just looking dazed and confused. Uh, Merritt and Pelican just having a field day. This was one of the worst defeats that the Titan had on a, a single map this year so far. Yes, including... Uh, early stages where we still didn't have deep and we didn't have the 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 improvements. It was pretty bad. They couldn't even like get out of the spawn or get any prospects at taking the point. Yeah. What were your thoughts about this city center map, or was is it called downtown? I don't. I, d- I don't have much to say about it. The the urban the urban uh, uh, Busan right. map. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I honestly, I, I don't have a ton to say about it. I think, you know, you, you kind of touched on it. I think this is a demonstration of uh, where Houston is at now um, and how they look. Yes, they started off the uh, summer showdown qualifiers a little bit rough. Um, and because of that, maybe teams underestimated them. Who knows? Um Obviously, they've made some changes, as we talked about as well. And I think those mm-hmm. those few factors, I think, are probably um, probably going to show that they climb these these standings right now um, a little bit more ahead of the uh, the actual summer showdown. Um, yeah, Van- Vancouver certainly struggled against them on this map and on others. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um Going into Hollywood, like there, there's good news and bad news coming off of this uh, awful, awful defeat. Like the good news are that this is probably the worst performance that they had uh, uh, during this match. That mm-hmm. the rest of them were yeah. were better. The bad news is yeah. <laughs> it didn't help them at all, and they still uh, lost all their maps. Like starting out at Hollywood on attack, uh, they got the point mm-hmm. pretty quickly. 
our brig gets their Genji and our Genji gets their brig and, and the card moves out early. King uh, wipes out the, the, the team, close fight next to the second. Um, and Titans do come back and, and takes the sec- and they take the second uh, um, point pretty well. And then the, the regular, sorry, there's a pattern <laughs> here, the, the slow third stretch. And then there's just not no progress. Mm-hmm. Like Houston say, that's it. That this is how far you you go. Pelican just goes out and and just mm-hmm. wipes the entire team, seventy two meters away from third. That being said, not an awful bounce back, not an unwinnable yep. scenario. You you almost got the cart you know to third. We've seen uh, worse. Uh, circumstances before where teams just won this map outright but on defense you know pelican keeps doing mm-hmm. what he does uh the pressure is is strong and he gets mirror and then the card and and ooh, then i then i was having busan yeah. flashbacks like titans seem to at this point lose any video game game stamina however <laughs> you want to call this it was an easy dub before houston there's just nothing that looked yeah. promising uh, from the Titans, and yeah, once once Houston got going on their attack, um, they just rolled like they rolled into the third checkpoint with a little better than five minutes to go um, for that final stretch. Yeah. And of course, no we stops. know that final again, as you've said, that final stretch is is traditionally the most difficult part. Um, and yeah, they just capitalizing on picks, uh, Pelican. Pelican showing his strength, that's for sure. Um, and yeah. They should have just, you know, switched to to uh, Junkrat and spammed the choke. Like, it works in my gold matches. Why, why can't let's, it work? Let's go Junkrat and Farah and just drop bombs on everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then place a Torp turret yeah. on that, you know, uh, left-hand side. Uh, maybe maybe bring out an Orisa while we're at it, just for, uh, for a little bit of a... <laughs> Does Orisa still have the bongo? I don't even remember at this point. Was her ult? No, she. That's right. No, she, she has yeah. that like javelin spin. <laughs> she's a yeah. lesser junker queen spin. She's but yeah, stationary mm, one. Now that you put it that way, it's it's kind of <laughs> yeah, sad, but it? also true. Mm. So with this map being completed, uh, Circuit Royale is the the one that Exciting. comes next. On their attack, uh, Titans they looked mm-hmm. competitive again. That's uh, the good news. Um, with every good news, there's also bad news. Aspire was hitting shots. Notice that I uh, I didn't mention his name <laughs> quite as often as as in the previous matches. So uh, uh, it took a, it took a while to to get him yeah. uh, mentioned here. Um, but then again, they seem to kind of run out of breath almost, and then it's overtime. Um, Mirror does clutch it, and and they get to like the second point at least. Uh, but you know they're just stopped yeah. for good after, uh, and 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 you can tell these guys, maybe they're tired, maybe they're underprepared, and and it seems like all faith is kind of lost. Um, but then the defense starts, and they look kind of mm-hmm. more poised. They did play carefully around the corner. They utilized it and disengaged well. They actually had like a nice opportunity there where Houston's time bank went down mm-hmm. to one minute before uh, uh, um, the they got yeah. even the first checkpoint. And then I thought, well, mm-hmm. maybe if the Titans get this map, maybe they bounce back. Yeah. And then and, and, like I shouldn't have lost faith so quickly. 
and they went to like spawn camp and you know mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a risk as always uh but that's they they lose that mm-hmm. gamble and and it gets houston the first point and here we go again titans look e fatigued <laughs> <laughs> i should i should uh you know trademark this uh term e that's, that's when your finger and, and, gets tired and, of pushing uh, the oh, e button to move you forward right or diagonal yeah i, I think that's a good good yeah. good uh title yeah. for this e episode e fatigued we'll see We'll see if if Light Force actually like if Chris listens all this right. uh, <laughs> way in inside the episode, and if he doesn't, we'll complain on it. So, and, yeah, just momentum went all the way to the Outlaws. Uh, um, but there's a point there that's kind of funny. Um, it looks like we're not going to get into the indoors, but then mm-hmm. the Titans do. Pelican gets pulled and, and is killed by Aztec, and there's this uh, the pretty gnarly play there by Dante with a bumper esque back rampage instead of a back shatter he just hides there in the back and and rampages through the entire team he mm-hmm. gets all five no healing whatsoever and it's basically g- yeah. gg at this point with this cheeky cheeky uh yeah. little alt uh and it's three zero it is a doom and gloom time for the titans i'm not sure uh i i think their next match will probably be very important for them and we'll talk about that a little bit uh just after we we finalize our thoughts on this match, what do you think on this three zero? Should it be a, a concern? Uh, do I Titans? think it's a concern? No, um, especially uh, given their um, their current three wins. Um, I actually I'm just pulling up sure. their schedule now because I don't recall who they play next. Um, it's Boston. Yes. So looking at their schedule, yeah, the Boston is going to be their only match before the summer showdown tournament. So I think at this point it's all but a lock. Um, I know a few people have been posting online, some screenshots and things about what it would take for the Titans to miss. Um, and it is pretty reliant on a number of other teams winning matches that likely they won't or winning by a degree they won't, or even losing by a degree that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be a three, two, it's going to be three Oh for them and that kind of thing. Right. Um, right. so I, I think this right. is, this is not concerning. Um, it's not like Vancouver's on the edge of qualifying either. Yes. All of, well, I mean, honestly, it's five points at the top and it's two points at the bottom. Like those are only separated by three points. So, Yes, all of these teams are relatively close, but positions four through eight right now all have either three points or two points. So it is a relatively close race and Vancouver is in that fifth position, not seventh or eighth, right? So they're not even on the edge of missing out They're, You know, it's still a possibility, but I think it's a lock at this point. Yeah, there's they're in a good spot. I think they still yeah. control their destiny. And since we're already uh, talking on this, let's just get to the next topic: uh, Titans versus Boston. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? What, what what's your prediction? what's my prediction? Well, if you want my actual prediction, I have. <laughs> I don't want your fake. Prediction. <laughs> I mean, I my my Pickham's prediction. prediction. <laughs> I have this as a three zero win for Bo- for Vancouver. Sorry, not Boston. <laughs> 3-0 over mm, Boston. So you're, you're pretty confident. I'm definitely yeah. overconfident. I think that Boston <laughs> has a chance to get a couple maps at least, but I don't think they have a chance oh, to win. Oh, wait, at least? Uh, yeah, I would 
I would say the most likely outcome is probably a three one, but I could see it going mm-hmm. three two, but I'm predicting three zero. So <laughs> no matter what, I think Vancouver wins. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm leaning towards as well. Um, I still haven't decided between the three zero and the three uh, one. Hopefully, with the chance to recuperate and go into a week with just one match, uh, Dipe would be able to prepare yeah. them a little bit better. Uh, and then they, I do definitely think they, they yeah. get the dub, which 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 is you know the most important thing here. So yeah, so um, I'll go with a three one just to diversify our picks here. And um, the next match for one of our Canadian teams is uh, for the Defiant against the London Spitfire. A, a, a pretty tough team to really call, especially in this meta. But I'd say both of us are uh, also pretty confident in a Defiant win. That's um, right. I would agree. And I have both Canadian teams this upcoming weekend taking it in a 3-0 fashion. Wow, that's pretty patriotic that's right. of you. Um, <laughs> but but it's not like it's unjustified in, in this um, match between the London uh, Spitfire and the Defiant. I, I, I don't think that at this point there's any risk yeah. of the Defiant. London is in really. a must-win situation. and <sighs> They're like, what, three and two now? Two and, uh, three. Two and three. Same as Atlanta. Three. But the Gladiators play Atlanta this weekend. So if Glads win, mm. there is a possibility they move into the eighth position, depending <laughs> on what happens with London and Atlanta specifically. But but do Gladiators well, win? That's that's. But the Atlanta question, has right? been struggling as well, right? <laughs> Atlanta's wins this uh, this cycle have been against relatively weak teams. Um, Glads win one win has been against the weakest team, and all their losses have been against everyone else. So. You know, I do think the edge or the, you know, I give the edge to Atlanta over Glads, which would help them yeah. obviously make sure the Glads don't make it. But also I have a little desire mm. in my heart for Glads to make it simply so my crystal ball picks will work out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of like a, a good <laughs> angle on this. I was, I agree with you. It's it's really hard to, to predict here. Um, looking back at, at Spitfire, they actually beat Houston Outlaws in week two, mm-hmm. 3-0. So Houston, back to that point that we mentioned, is looking mm-hmm. really all over the place, at least back then. Uh, yeah, I don't think Spitfire are going to win it. Like, I, I'm going to take the 3-0 um, forward to the final as well. So those are the matches that we have to look at next weekend for both the Titans and Defiant before they actually get to go to the summer showdown. Hopefully we see both teams there. And like we mm-hmm. already discussed, we are, we both do think that that's going to be the case. So in preparation to that, there's a bunch of things uh, going on. Uh, let's start a little bit with the Titans. Uh, they have a watch party coming up on the 3rd of September, this Saturday. Uh, uh, for their match against Boston. As always, it's in the sports club in Rogers Arena. You get a bunch of passes, uh, pretty good uh, deals as always. You get like, you get a hot dog, <laughs> you get some, uh, some swag if you uh, opt in for the 
Super Titans Pass VIP. That's quite the name. Quite, quite a like, mouthful. Let's, there. let's throw all the words yeah. on that one. All the yeah. super VIP pass stuff. Yeah. Uh, where you also get to a meet and greet uh, with the players, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool as always, and uh, an exclusive hoodie. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, I am kind of ultra super VIP busy <laughs> this weekend. I hope uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll get some time uh, to to get there. I'm not sure though. But but Titans do share a lot from those uh, uh, events, and if you get the opportunity. Why not go and, and have a good time? I've been there plenty of times. It's a really cool uh, little event. The venue is, is very nice too. Um, back to more serious news. Uh, still on the Titans end. Titans uh, announced this week, this past week, that their GM, Justin, uh, steps down. That was the wording that they chose to uh, use on their official tweet. And uh, one day passes, and they also announce that Justin's replacement is Baroy. But before we talk about Baroy and, and what we think uh, that entails, I just want to extend like a, a great thank you for Justin, who's been awesome, and he uh, appeared on our show as a guest. It was a great time to to talk with him, and I have nothing but good things to say about him. And I hope uh, he succeeds in whatever his next venture is. Um, any thoughts on Baroy coming in? Before we proceed, I just want to mention that the only thing I remember Baroy from in relation to the Titans was that he was the guy who uh, went on public record and said that he thinks that if Bumper was not on the Titans, it'd probably not be a <laughs> Overwatch League player tank. So there's that. But outside of that, uh, not much uh, to say. In relation to Titans, at least, is a very you know familiar name. He's been around the Overwatch League ever since inception. His late, last role was as an assistant coach for the Uprising, yeah, I believe. And prior to that, what are your thoughts? Is the, is the Titans over overhaul complete, or are we looking at more movement? And adjustments? Um, I mean, I think we'll definitely be looking at more movement uh, after the season. I think right now they're probably pretty solidified in what they want. Um, I think they would probably love to get an assistant coach or or a player coach or something to that extent in there. Do I think that happens this season? Probably not really. Although nobody saw head coach and GM being replaced this season. Um, I think at this point it probably comes as a, okay, let's finish out the season with the salary we have here um, with our, uh, with the budget we have here um let's not add to it let's not take away from it right now but i think you know it is the job of a general manager and head coach to always be thinking forward so i definitely think they're thinking about you know the off season and what comes next in terms of the players and in terms of um in terms of the rest of the staff as well so i definitely think there's there will be more but i don't think we see any of it this season um in terms of baroy I don't have too many thoughts, really. I, I mean, I don't know that I was as ingrained in the Overwatch League as I was when when he was making comments about Bumper and things like that. Um, I'm pretty sure before Boston, he was with Toronto, actually. Um, and when he, yeah, was he was let go sure. from Toronto, he didn't have very favorable things to say about them either. Um, so a vocal, a vocal uh, yeah, presence, and, for sure. And I don't know that that's necessarily bad. Um 
I think from, from what I've right. heard, I think in terms of stats and things, he's, he's quite the guy, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he had a hand, if not, he invented the stats lab thing, um, which I think so. Yeah. yeah Winston's that, that's, the lab. that's what I was looking for. Winston's lab. Um, yeah. so I mean, definitely he's, he's a smart guy. Um, and he's obviously been jumping around from team to team organization to organization in various, you know, admin roles kind of thing. Um, so he's obviously got, got a reputation and seemingly a good one around the league. Mm-hmm. So hopefully good things to come. Um, sure. Position wise, my only, my only question mark would be how does he work with, with Depe? Does, you know, is there a relationship yeah. there already? You know, I don't know. Um, just because the two of them don't strike me as being very similar um, in, in how they present themselves right. and that kind of thing, but yet to be determined. Right. I, I'm sure they bumped yeah. into one another since they've been with the league uh, in the early days. Um, I like this pickup. Uh, to quote his tweet, he said, I'm very excited to step into, you know, all JSW's footsteps. We have a great group of players who are hungry to win, and I will do my best to support them. Big shout out, blah, blah, blah. And, and he says, now all of our focus is on the Washington game. There are two things that I, I, I take from this move. Uh, first of all, in the age of doom and gloom across the Overwatch League, pe- people uh, constantly, you know, put shade on the Vancouver Titans. But here we are seeing them making moves that they're still trying to be competitive in this league and, and trying to improve yeah. the team. So uh, they're not part of those orgs that are like in, in implosion mode. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool to see, even though despite the <laughs> reputation from years past. So that's nice to see. And, and and another thing, like since he's very vocal and we discussed him in the past, he would also be a pretty nice get for our <laughs> show. So I'm already unofficially extending that uh, invitation out uh, for you, Roy, and um, hopefully we'll see you here soon um you, you gotta you gotta do this right your predecessor was here so it only absolutely. makes sense <laughs> i'm joking yeah absolutely um what else do we have in terms of news titans also uh give you the chance at winning a trip to the summer showdown which is pretty cool uh i saw the announcement it's it's flight tickets accommodation and tickets to the event that'll be oh, yeah. cool to win right that, that'll be pretty awesome together with circle k of course so if you get like some I thought I think like beef jerky or gum or gift cards or a sporty fruit juice, uh, a very eclectic collection of specific products. I'm not going to disclose the brand because we're not getting paid for this, but uh, uh, it's it's pretty nice to see this activation and not just you know froster cups and things like that. And and good luck to all who who try to participate. I'm sure that it's only for Canadian residents, as as usually the case for these. Uh, draws for the titans uh, uh you know competitions and and the like and finally uh, uh talking a little bit about the summer showdown and about the toronto side of things uh the tickets are available for purchase they are out um the event is going to be taking place in a matami athletic center a hockey rink which is you know pretty uh uh, uh on, on point for for a Canadian Overwatch uh, team. I like that the capacity there after checking is 3,900. So it's not going to be like, it's not your, your NHL size arena. So it's not going to be awkward like uh, uh, with just a few <laughs> patches of, of uh, audience there. I think they will be able to fill it up quite nicely and, and hear, 
hear the fans scream uh, during, you know, during the, the stream because, you know, Toronto fans are quite passionate and I'm sure they're going to uh, show up there and make quite the ruckus. And like Sojourn says, uh, Canadian hospitality, which will, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm very hyped. So a little bit more details there. You can either get individual day tickets uh, or a single ticket for all four days. Now, there's kind of a catch. Like the daily tickets, you can only get bowl seats, which are $30 or so Canadian. And the four-day passes are either floor tickets that go for $165, which sounds kind of steep, but that's really $41 a day. So not that much more expensive than the bowl prices and still you get a better better uh, uh, you know spot to watch the games. And then finally... If you're a baller and you want to be, you know, next to Drake or whoever shows up DJ in the VIP Khaled. area for, yeah, <laughs> DJ Khaled, Justin yeah. Bieber, yeah, let's uh, tell I think Canadian, like Canadian, yeah. uh, Canadian uh, celebs uh, for the <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yeah, for the Bell Fenzo, they call it, right by the stage. Uh, you get perks and uh, signed collectibles. That ticket would cost you a hefty $290 uh, but still if you divide it into four it's 72 bucks so it's if you're a big Toronto fan uh, uh, um, I'm sure it's a great opportunity to really enjoy a premier uh, uh, an Overwatch Overwatch League uh, uh, event and the Defiant they, they do a lot of these events like there was a, a nice little small event that they had at the Fan Expo Canada um, they had a Bell Esports Zone event where it uh, uh, looked like a lot mm. of fun. We saw a lot of our friends there. Uh, we saw Super Mario 98, who was a guest on our show at one point. Uh, we saw Lemon Kiwi also show up. A uh, bunch of cosplayers. And, and people got to, to play uh, some Overwatch as well. And on the note of cosplayers, I think they're also partnering with a bunch to promote uh, the Summer Showdown. And they give you a shot to win some tickets what are your thoughts uh jordan and with your thoughts if you had to cosplay an overwatch hero who would uh, that be okay let me let me start at the beginning there uh what are my thoughts uh exciting stuff <laughs> um i was really happy to you know see a little overwatch league representation at at fan expo um out in Calgary, of course, I now live in Edmonton, but Calgary is is my hometown. Um, you know, we have supposedly the biggest expo, uh, biggest comic expo, whatever you want to call it, in the West. Um, and I hmm. was every year consistently disappointed with the uh, video gaming presence or lack thereof. Um, there was always a little bit, but never hmm. enough for me, especially nothing on the Overwatch side, obviously. Um, so I was really excited to see that. And obviously knowing Lemon Kiwi is... Canadian, uh, really great to see that she turned up there as well. Right. Um, special shout out to DesYYC at D-E-S-S-Y-Y-C on uh, Instagram there, a uh, cosplayer who is based out of Calgary and who was also invited to come mm. uh, and worked with the Toronto Defiant. Who did he uh, cosplay she, as? We, I, might I believe s- she okay. was probably Diva. I can't quite remember. Oh. Yeah, I, yes, I we got Diva, and and there was another fellow there who I'm not familiar with, but uh, he was uh, cosplaying as soldier. To answer your question about who I would cosplay as, my one of my dream cosplays I would love to do is a full on Reinhardt cosplay. Um, I, I oh, most yeah. people may not know this about me, but I have shoulder length hair that has some nice locks, and when I put it back, 
and I grow out my beard, I think I look just like that Reinhardt skin where his yeah. face is showing and he's got the nice scar across <laughs> his eye. Well, that's the default. Oh, yes, exactly, too, right? exactly. So I, I have dreams of doing that, yeah. but uh, the, the suit would be tough to pull off, that's for sure. You guys, our listeners, you only get the audio, but we always turn our cameras on and I get the <laughs> chance to, you know, I get the privilege to admire those locks uh, yeah, every right. show weekly. And they're, they're quite <laughs> impressive. That's a, that's a good pick. Uh, I'd probably do soldier. Mm. I run a, <laughs> run a lot these days. There and, you go. Uh, just the legs. Yeah, the legs. Make, make them work. Um, okay, so uh, with that out of the way, uh, um, uh, Chris will probably get upset, but we might or <laughs> might not have something special cooking with the Defiant in relation to the Summer Showdown. I'm not going to you know, provide any more details. I'll just leave it at that. Just stay tuned. Uh, keep an eye out for our socials uh there are some rumblings about things afoot uh and we'll share more once we know uh lots of news and games to cover from uh uh, uh you know the toronto and and the titans and and finally we get to get off the payload for a bit and get into the fray bit of movement across the league we saw artist what a artistic name uh, joins nyxl as an assistant coach and uh, boston did not only part ways with baroy but also uh with head coach lori and uh, assistant coach Askoft steps in it seems like boston is is adamant on really uh, flipping mm-hmm. the script on their season so far which may not have uh, uh, met their expectations uh, at the mm-hmm. start of the season. Uh, any short thoughts uh, on that? Just quickly, I, I think that uh, Boston is in a lot of ways trying to pull a Vancouver at this point. It'd be interesting to see who they bring in sure. uh, to replace Laurie. Um, and yeah, I mean, Boston obviously been a struggling organization for a while now. So Okay, so with that out of the way, yeah, of course, with with uh, Roy joining Vancouver Titans, there there was not a lot of of, of player or head coach movement like we uh, came to expect from from you know the previous week when the deadline uh, came. And yeah, let's talk a little bit about the weekend that was. Uh, we're looking at week three. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. On August twenty sixth. Starting with the East region, we had the Spark take on the Hunters, 3-1. Uh, the Dynasty disposing of the Valiant, 3-0. And on the West region, we had the Spitfire losing. Finally, hmm. Atlanta gets gets one over the Spitfire. Yeah. There's kind of a, of, of a thing uh, going between these two teams. And then uh, something that we probably need to talk about a little bit is the San Francisco Shock. Uh, being really unbeatable uh, during at least the regular season, taking on the NYXL and getting the quick 3-0. Uh, 
20 and all, what we're going to talk about, maybe a little bit once we get through the entire uh, the entire schedule here. Uh, Titans, as we all know, win out on the Thriller 3-2 against the Justice. And then on a Saturday, uh, Dynasty 3-0 against the Charge. Spark beat the Valiant in a 3-1. Have you seen uh, the, the, the cool highlight from this match? The Bob who won the map for the Valley. It's kind of crazy. Uh, basically, the entire team walks away, and it's actually Holding Bob on the fort. The point. Pretty, pretty cool. Exactly. Bob with the play of the game. Then we saw the Dragons on their bounce back uh, trajectory, beating the Fusion 3-1. And on to the Saturday in the Western region, Toronto defined 3-0 against the Uprising uh, Gladiator is also looking a bit better, but uh, it's against mm-hmm. Paris, so who knows, really. 3-0. Uh, Titans, 3-0. again, with the 3 it's 3-0. Only 3 zeros on this day, losing to oh, the Outlaws. <laughs> yeah. And finally, on a Sunday, uh, Guangzhou Charge, beating yeah. the Fusion, who looked kind of flustered yeah. during this stage. And uh, Dragons, 3-0 against the Hunters. And finally, on the Sunday, Justice Beating the Spitfire, kind of a bounce back mm-hmm. win after losing to the Titans. Uh, Rain, oh, Outlaws, sorry, beating the Rain 3 2. And finally, uh, the Fuel, you know, keeping on their winning streak here, beating the Mayhem 3 1. Not a very close match. So, any thoughts on the Shock being as good as they yeah, are? Yeah, disappointing. Disappointing that Vancouver couldn't, couldn't <laughs> hold the lead, you know? Uh, I had a, I had yeah. wanted uh, the streak to end with uh, their match against Glads uh, a couple weeks back. I think when they were at 19 wins, and that didn't happen. No, I guess they would have been at 18 at that point. Um, that didn't happen, obviously. And uh, maybe maybe salt in the wound. They play Dallas this upcoming weekend, which is probably the one Ugh. team that stands a pretty good chance of beating them. So yeah. I'm very curious to see how that match goes. Uh, shock doing shock things, just erasing uh, the Vancouver Titans from the <laughs> record <great>. books, <laughs> doing what they can. But but a great achievement nonetheless. Crusty uh, is yeah. just you know the Absolutely. goat at this point. You cannot deny it. Uh, different squads doesn't matter. Different metas doesn't matter. Different, different game doesn't matter. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, just doing uh, lots of winning. <laughs> Let's preview a little bit the upcoming weekend, the last one before the summer showdown, where we're quickly approaching the end of the stage. We have the Chengdu Hunters playing against the Charge on the Friday, also the Valiant against the Dragons. On the Western region, Gladiators against the Rain. Excelsior will take on the Paris Eternal. That's kind of a <laughs> toilet bowl right there. Uh, then we have the game you mentioned before. That's definitely not a toilet bowl in the Dallas Fuel taking on the Shock. On the Saturday, we have Guangzhou versus Spark. Los Angeles Valiant against the Chengdu Hunters. Seoul versus Philly. Uh, going back to the Western region, Paris against Florida. Houston against Washington. Boston Uprising taking on the Titans. We're all going to be tuning in for that. And finally, on the Sunday, Hangzhou Spark against the Philly Fusion. Shanghai Dragons versus Seoul Dynasty. Another banger, probably. And on the Sunday for the Western region, the Defiant are going to take on the Spitfire. And finally, New York against the Mayhem. I think it's fair to say that outside of the Canadian, uh, 
matches. It's probably the fuel shock and the dragon dragons versus dynasty matches that are more most enticing here. Don't you think? Yeah, I would. I would agree. This 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 closing weekend is actually they pretty stick good. out. Like like those matches. You're absolutely right. But you know, if you look into the standings right now with Washington in fourth and Houston in sixth with the same number of points. Uh, they play each other. Yeah, that's Gladiators in rain, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Gladiators in ninth just outside of qualifying. Um, Atlanta in eighth, just inside qualifying. Like there's a lot riding on on this weekend for a number of teams. So it's actually a pretty good weekend. And especially Especially with yeah, seeding, exactly. like a team like the Titans is going to be very yeah. curious to see where everybody. You could wind up them. with Toronto picking or being stuck with Vancouver in the first round. Ooh, that's kind of a sexy matchup for the sure Canadian would, event, yeah. right? That would be exciting. Would be great to getting see. Getting all hot and bothered now. <clears throat> yeah, we're getting too sexy <laughs> here. That's uh, that's what that's, that's what happens when we don't have our you know. Light force to, to, to protect you know, he, us from He ourselves. can't see us right now, but we can see each other. And, you know, my hair might be down. That's true. My shirt might be off. He'll never know. <laughs> it exactly. is pretty warm. Yeah. All righty then. So, finally, let's talk about... Oh, you'll probably love hearing about this. The Pickhams. How did you do this uh, weekend? I wound up with... 19 points in the east, 15 points Ooh. in the west. Not bad. I got 14 and 16. Uh, okay. okay. And if we okay. look at our leaderboard, things aren't looking that great for me. Um, <laughs> for this stage, I'm down in seventh with 72. You have 74. So pretty well. It's actually pretty darn tight okay. here. With uh, Chris right at the top Light there with 77 with KOJ. Uh, that we just need to kind of hack into a system or something. I don't it's, know. it's all those Eastern region picks that he just guesses. He throws a <laughs> dice and just picks. Just blindly, yeah, yeah throwing darts at the board. Exactly. Uh, letting his, you know, his daughter just pick. <laughs> Maybe it's a better system. Who knows? Like, results Clearly. speak for themselves. <laughs> for the total of two for twenty uh twenty two season, the fifth season, uh, still Kevin at the top of three seventy one, KOJ with three sixty five. I'm still on the podium with three forty two, but Chris breathing down my neck with three thirty seven, and you're right behind him with a oh. clean three 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 triple. Oh, I'm three. glad to hear it. So we're 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 kind of closing in the top yeah. five. Yeah, it's it's been quite a show. We're at the one hour and 20 minutes, and I think it's a good time to really conclude this. It was a lot of fun, and I bet next week is going to be as well. Uh, uh, but one after that, that's the big one. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. We'll, of course, discuss it all in detail next week, so please don't forget to join us for it. I uh, was your host today, Omnistrife, and of course, Jordan joined here uh, with me at Sir Dr. JM and MIA today, Chris at Lightforce. Also, please leave us the reviews. Uh, you're listening, and that's great, but uh, leaving a review would also help us greatly. I know kind of leaving podcast reviews is very 2005. I'm not sure people do that still, uh, but maybe. Just maybe, you know, it might feel nostalgic for you to do so, so please. Uh, Jordan, any words of wisdom? I'm just going to say that 
make sure you take care of yourself this weekend and don't get e fatigued. <laughs> exactly, it's a good one. So I, I kind of went deep into thinking about today's uh, words of wisdom. I thought about how wisdom is displayed or reflected on the Overwatch roster. I looked at the uh, you know different heroes and I figured that Zen is by far the wisest. You know, all of his lines okay, okay. they're quite philosophical. Mm-hmm. And he also is a monk. And I thought like even deeper about this and the wisdom, it finally hit me. You know, a philosopher monk should be called a deep friar. Now that I think about it, he even okay. has the okay. appropriate line, right? He has, when he goes on fire, he's like, I am on fire, but it is an extinguisher yeah. should not be. That's that's good. That's good. All right. There's a bit of a walk there, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, that's hopefully good. the destination was worth it. Well, it's about the journey, right? That's that's right. That's what Zen would say. Exactly. All right. So with that, we will finish this show. Catchphrase. Thank you.